everyone, I'm Brittany and welcome to my library. Welcome to another podcast episode. I am very happy to have you all here listening. Um, I hope everyone had a good week. I hope everyone is doing good. It is the last week of February. March starts on Wednesday, I believe, and I can't believe that it's already almost March. So crazy. Nothing big happened this week. I have nothing, no exciting personal life news to talk about, basically. But I did read so many books this month, and I'm excited to talk about all of them because this is a monthly reading wrap up, and I have a lot to talk about so get comfy get a drink get a snack and sit tight and it's gonna be a longer episode because of all of the books that I read and I just have so much to talk about every book that I read this month was really good it was they were all at least five stars or four stars um there was a couple books novellas that I read that I rated three stars, but I rated them three stars because they are novellas. They were novellas and they were each like less than a hundred pages long. So because of that, like you can't really do that whole much with like 64 pages, but I will talk about those books later in the episode. And I have just, all of the books I've read have just been so good. I am definitely happy with list this month and I do have a lot to talk about so let's just get right into it not waste any time the book that I'm currently reading is Crown of Midnight by Sarah J Mass I'm rereading all of the Sarah J Mass books in publication order so that means mixing up her series and reading them kind of intertwined with one another And I want to do that just because why not? And I'm really looking forward to the third book in the Crescent City series. And I just feel like, you know, to to help me wait until then, I can read the book series all in publication order. It's like you can read them all together and kind of get, I don't know, like a different experience, I guess. So I just want to see how it is. And I also, I wanted, I've been wanting to reread her books anyways. So I thought that this would be a good opportunity to do so. Um, but yeah, Crown of Midnight is her second book of the Throne of Glass series. I usually, I've talked about this before, usually you read Throne of Glass, Crown of Midnight, and then you read The Assassin's Blade, which is the prequel to this series. And that is the correct publication order to read it in is 1, 2, and then 0.5, and then carry on with 3, 4. But I got confused on the order, uh, the publication order, and for some reason I thought that Assassin's Blade came out before Throne of Glass when it came out, or it came out after Throne of Glass when really it came out after Crown of Midnight. So I read... I switched the books. I read Throne of Glass, Assassin's Blade, and now I'm reading Crown of Midnight. So I mixed up those two books, but it doesn't really matter. And it only really bothered me. It's not going to matter. 
and the whole scope of things but I was like oh dang it I I got confused I thought I thought wrong but I was already halfway done with the assassin's blade so I just I just kept reading it and now I'm reading crown of midnight it's not that big of a deal but I'll talk about that more later I am really excited to be reading Sarah J Mass's books again I, it was time for a reread so yeah but we'll talk about that later but yeah let's get into what I read this month the first book that I read was Final Offer by Lauren Asher. This was the third and final book to the Dreamland Billionaires series. It, it is the, I've talked about it before, but it's the series where about three brothers and they are the heirs and grandsons of this big like Disneyland company in their world called Dreamland. And their grandfather dies. He was basically like the Walt Disney figure. He dies and he leaves his inheritance to his grandsons. And in the will, he leaves specific things that each brother has to do in order to receive their inheritance. And so that's what the books are about. There was one book. Their first book was with, it was with Rowan. And he had to do certain things to get his inheritance. And then Declan had to do certain things. And now this book is about Cal. And Cal had to move into the summer lake house that him and his brothers grew up going to. He had to live in it for the entire summer. And at the end of the summer, he had to sell the house. And his grandfather gave him two years to do it after, he, after his death. So, Cal kind of leaves things to the last minute. He's like, he's the party brother. He has really no care in the world. He drinks. He's an alcoholic. He struggled with drug addiction. He just kind of was never really serious about the company or his life or anything like that. And so, this last stitch effort for his grandfather to kind of bring him back down to earth after he passes away and he so Cal goes to the lake house and he realizes that Alana still lives in the house Alana is the daughter of she was like the cleaner the maid the the person who like lived in the house while the family didn't wasn't there and the house was left to her after their grandfather's death. So Cal and Alana have a huge history together. They basically grew up together. They're like friends. They started dating and something massive happened. Basically like his addiction got the better of him and he just left Alana there to kind of be on her own. And so Alana's been living at this house and she's been raising her niece who she adopted, so now it's her daughter. And her daughter is five, and Cal is kind of struggling with, like, do I really want to do this? Is it really worth my inheritance? But the, the thing is, is that if he doesn't do his part in getting his inheritance, his brothers also don't get their inheritance. And so Cal kind of feels guilty if he doesn't do it, then everything that his brothers had to do 
will be for nothing and so he has to do it because it doesn't just affect him and if he it did he wouldn't have cared but it affects his brothers and they work so hard to get their inheritance that he has to put in some work too so basically he goes he lives there he can't tell Alana what's really going on and he has to just be the jerk no matter like how he feels about it and he wants to tell her what's going on but he can't and then basically Alana has to deal with this man living in her house again and she doesn't like him at all because of how what he did to her when they were kids and he wants to be he's still in love with Alana and he wants to be the man that she deserves but he can't because he's dealing with alcoholism and so basically he goes he's trying to figure out how he can like kind of heal himself from alcoholism to be with her but she's like that's not enough you can't heal yourself you can't do it for me you have to do it for you and until he finally gets it into his brain that he can he just kind of goes through you know the ups and downs of the feelings of it and the ending was really great I definitely was very surprise not surprised but like I just thought it was a very well written book and ending and you know it's kind of a serious topic and I feel like it was dealt pretty well and I really liked how they touched on those topics of alcoholism and like wanting to not heal for anybody else but you and that's the most important thing and I thought you know that's good advice for everybody no matter what you struggle with you know you should always do things because you deserve it not because you know somebody else is making you do it so yeah I really liked final offer I gave it five stars um I I think it might be my favorite book in the trilogy I I really liked terms and conditions which was the second book in the series with Declan he had that was like a marriage of convenience I love marriage of convenience tropes. I think those are great. But this final offer had, it was like small town um, friends to estranged friends to lovers, basically. So yeah, that's what final offer was about. Loved that one. The next book I read was Springtide by Kai Stevens. And I think this is going to be a series um, called like the Coastal University series. I saw this book on Goodreads. One of the YouTubers that I follow, she had rated it, she read it and had rated it four stars. And simply because of the cover, I went on my Kindle and I bought it immediately because it just is like the most like aesthetically pleasing cover it's so cute I love the colors it's like two people standing on a beach and just the colors of like the sunset and the water and there's some like little easter eggs in the in the background it was so cute so this book was basically about a um a girl it was a college sports romance that's what the genre is Um, But this girl, Harper, is she goes to school for sports medicine and basically she's assigned to 
be on be like an intern for the school's uh baseball baseball team but she's trying to she wants to be on the football she wants to be on the baseball team because she has a crush on the guy on a guy on the baseball team but she gets assigned to the football team instead so to kind of be get what she wants she lies and says that she's dating somebody on the football team and so they switch her and so she can be on the baseball team but the guy that she says that she's dating doesn't know really who who she is and then you have the guy who she told everyone that she was dating his name is Luca he's on the football team he's the quarterback and he has a an injury that he's trying to hide he it was like a severe leg injury and he's trying to not tell anyone because he doesn't want to be benched because he's trying to go pro into the NFL and basically he's he's his um, term for recruitment is coming up and so he doesn't want to miss out on that so this word kind of gets around to him that some girl in the sports medicine department said that she was dating him so he's like um hello what are you talking about and she explains her predicament and he goes oh, okay well you know sports medicine and you can help me out so we can do this for each other and pretend that we're dating or whatever so that you can get close to this guy and then you'll heal my injury and so basically they start fake dating and she helps heal his leg and he's helping her with jealousy things going on I don't know but it was really good I definitely like this one was just like a cute fluffy book that you just like you read in one sitting and I definitely will probably read the rest of the series should they should that actually happen um yeah I really liked it it was just a fun little read Harper is like it's very much grumpy sunshine where Harper is a ray of sunshine that's how Luca describes her and Luca is like a you know who I pictured for Luca even though I I know that this wasn't accurate but in the Horton Hears a Who movie you know like the one guy who's talking to the elephant and he has like 75 kids and one son and you know how the son looks like he's kind of emo looking with like the hair in his eyes and he's like gray and black that's how I pictured Luca to look like even though I know that's not true but I thought this (laughs) book was just very cute and the epilogue definitely made me a little emotional just because of how like fluffy it was written like the ending is just so cute and the epilogue was just adorable like I loved the ending um yeah I it was just one of those cute little books you need a fluffy palette cleanser in between um whatever else you're reading then pick this one up because it's it's short it was a short book quick read and definitely is like very just wholesome and whatever and I even still, I felt like the characters could have been flushed out a little more, rounded out a little bit more, because of, like, 
Harper came from like a very rich, like divorced family, but her father is paying for her college. And, you know, she's like trying not to be that spoiled, like, oh, daddy will pay for it kind of way. But then they tried to make it like she actually is very and she was very down to earth and very genuine, but it's still like kind of came across that way. And then with Luca, he has like a bajillion siblings. His parents are very poor, very low class, and he has to like work for everything that he needs. And one of his siblings is has um, she's on the spectrum. She has like some sensory um like thing I forget exactly what it was called and then like one of his younger brothers is starting to fall into like the bad crowd at school or whatever and so yeah I I definitely think like they were a bit stereotypical in that kind of sense but it was like a classic like rom-com kind of reminded me of Clueless and you know who doesn't love Clueless so anyway that was that book definitely enjoyed it I think I gave that one four stars just because it just made me feel happy and warm inside so love that um the next book I read was Shatter Me by Tahira Mafi this book is a doozy it is a huge book series I didn't realize how many books were in this series until I wanted to read it now this series has been around since I think I was in middle school and I never was really inclined to read it I don't know why I think the cover of the book like I don't know maybe I thought it was too nerdy or something but I definitely see the hype of it it's like five books just five plain books and then there's like five novellas that you like read in between each book you like read a novella and I was I was like, that is very overwhelming, very a lot to read. But then I remember reading Throne of Glass and thinking, okay, that was nothing. So I I was curious about it and I keep seeing everyone still to this day talking about the amazing book series that this is. And Haley Pham, who I love to watch on YouTube, she talks about books and stuff she read this book series and she said she absolutely loved it so I thought you know what I'll give it a try why not so I read the first book Shatter Me and it's like a dystopian it's like a it's a dystopian book series and you know it brought me right back to middle school with the Hunger Games and Divergent like right back to high school middle school and I was like wow this is I definitely would have been obsessed with this if I had read it in high school. Um, But the world is, like, it's post-apocalyptic. Basically, humans have, you know, destroyed the earth. We've, like, made it basically unlivable. But we've been able to find, like, you know, little groups and stuff to live in. And so there's the the reestablishment, and they set themselves up. And they're trying to, you know, like, keep on the human race. So you have the main character. Her name is Juliet. And she has been in an insane asylum for, like, a year, I think. Or 
was it like two years? I'm not sure how long she was in there. She was in there for a long time. But she's in this insane asylum because her skin is poison. Like if you touch her skin, you'll die. And she has no control over it. If you just like if you touch her, you will die. And so she accidentally killed a little boy before she really knew what was wrong with her. And she was just her parents called her a monster and they just kind of like gave her to the government to do with as they pleased. And so she's been in this place for a long time and she's just been alone. She's had no one to talk to. And the writing style is very interesting because it is all inside of Juliet's mind and so there's a lot of repeating words and repeating sentences and there's a lot of like written you know like uh the words on the page are crossed out but you can like still read the the words underneath but that's like crossed out over and over it and that was very intentional and it says in the beginning of the book the author kind of explains why she wrote it like that and it's just to like you know be in Juliet's mind and see how her her mind is working and how much like being isolated and alone and afraid for most of her life has kind of made her into this person but then as the book continues and as the book series continues those repeating words the jumbled up words on the page and the crossed out um sentences start to become less and less because she becomes more comfortable with who she is and who she's around and everything else like that. And I definitely really liked it. There's a love triangle going on in the book series between this boy Adam who is a guard. He's not a guard. He's like a soldier in the reestablishment's army and he ends up he is sent by Warren, who is the son of the leader of the reestablishment, to go basically observe Juliet and see if she really has gone mad. And so he's like put in her room and they like live together for like a month or so and then he's she's brought to Warren, who is grown so obsessed with her over the course of a few years, like a book of observing her and learning about her and he just is like so infatuated with Juliet and so he brings her to kind of see how much power she really holds and so she falls in love with Adam but then like Warner's very obsessive about her and at first I was like how is this a love triangle when this guy is like psychotic and Adam is obviously not and he's like a normal dude who cares about Juliet but after reading a couple more books i'm like hmm uh yeah like things change definitely and i'll talk about that more cuz i read the other books um later but yeah this book was really good i felt like i would have definitely been obsessed with this book series if i had read it in middle school because it was right up my alley but yeah, Juliet was such an interesting character and I really liked being inside her brain. And a lot of people like I feel like most of the bad reviews about this book are because of the way that it's written, but I think the way it's written with the repeating words and the crossed out sentences and stuff like that 
was actually like really original and really well done because you know sometimes you have these like obsessive thoughts that are in your brain and then they just repeat over and over and over again and you can't get them out of your head or you think something but you you kind of refuse to believe that so like you cross that out in your mind and you replace it with a new sentence and I don't know I just feel like it was very very well done and it was easy to read so yeah I am definitely excited to read more of this series I read um one two three four four books in this series and there's like ten books maybe more I don't know but I've read that many, so I'm excited to see where it keeps going. The next book I read was What Lies Beyond the Veil by Harper L. Woods, and this is the first book in the Of Flesh and Bone trilogy. I think it's going to be just a trilogy, but I'm not too sure. The third book hasn't come out yet. This book I read on my Kindle, and I've been seeing, like, a lot of reviews about it. Like, if you like A Court of Thorns and Roses, then you'll really like um, What Lies Beyond the Veil. And, yeah. Like, yeah. Basically, yeah. This is, like, take the Red Queen series by Victoria Aveyard and A Court of Thorns and Roses and put them together. Maybe with, like, a dash of... I don't know, something else that I've read. I can't remember. But you put those together and then you get What Lies Me on the Veil. Like, it's very, very heavily inspired by those books. But I still thought it was pretty good. Um, basically, you have your main character. And she is a harvester in this very poor village. Right by this veil that separates the human realm from the fae realm. And Fae aren't allowed to cross into the human realms. They can't because of the veil and vice versa. And there's the mist guard who guards the veil, make sure that everything is up and up. No one's trying to do things that they're supposed to. And the main character, her name is Estrella. And she has a, had a very hard life. And she has a brother and her mom has is like paralyzed and so she has to take care of her family their father died he was sacrificed to the veil when she was a child and that happens every year somebody is given to the veil basically to keep it up and to honor the gods that allowed them to be saved by the fae because in this world the fae are basically like monsters and whatnot but the premise for this book only the only like main reason that the humans are so afraid of the fae is because the fae only care about their mates you can only be mated to a human if you're fae you can't be mated with other fae you your only mate is to a human and so they have these humans sometimes have these marks and they're called fey marks and if you have the mark that means that you've been claimed by a fey and you're their mate and if the veil comes down then war 
hell breaks loose and they will come find you and drag you back to the fey realm and if you mate with them if you're like if you're mated with them if you can if you complete the mate bond with them then their power is like increased by like times 10 and that's not good apparently we don't still i read both two books don't really still know why it's such a big deal but it is a big deal so anyways of course during this the veil comes down and guess who has a fame mark Estrella, our main character so she and her brother take off they start running they are being hunted by the mist guard who are ordered to kill anybody with a fame mark and they're also running from the fae so they're not dragged back to the fae realm to be mated with this monster and so her and her brother are running for their lives they find some peace and quiet in a barn where they can keep running they're trying to run as far west as they can get as farthest away from the veil and they run into this this man his name is Calum and Calum also has a fae mark and so they go with Calum Estrella and Calum become very close and basically they find um, these other fae marked people who have created kind of like a society underground to keep them safe from both the mist guard and the fae and there's a ton of wards around them protecting them and so yeah that's the premise it ends on a cliffhanger I love books that have betrayal in them the Red Queen series did it perfectly. I didn't mind. I didn't really like the Queen, the Red Queen series. I thought the books were very boring, and the most interesting character was the villain. I won't say who in case you want to read it, but actually, I'm going to. So if you want to skip ahead like ten seconds, then I will say it. But Maxin was the most amazing. Like that was the most amazing betrayal reveal I've ever read, and Maxin was a great villain. He was so good i wish i wish that there was more in his perspective in those book series in that book series because i just wanted to be inside his mind and know how it was working and how his mother was manipulating him and had been since he was little to turn him into this monster and i just i would have loved to be in maxson's mind more but i love a good betrayal between trusted friends lovers anything like that like it's it's very interesting to read about but yeah um so something happens Estrella's betrayed yada yada oh that's what I was the from blood and ash it's also from blood and ash the red queen a court of thorns and roses it's all, if all of them got together and had a baby then this is their baby so anyway um but yeah I I did like this book and I definitely will be reading the third book when it comes out. But it just seemed not like predictable because I definitely, okay, I did predict what was going to happen at the end because it was a little sus. But uh, the second book, I really had no idea where it was going to go. But yeah, I did like this book series. Um, I'm excited to read the third one. I think that there's 
I don't know. It could be, it could go one way, which I would like it to, and another way, which I wouldn't like it to. But I'll talk about the second book when I get to it in a second because, yeah, it was wild. Um, but yeah, that was What Lies Beyond the Veil. I think I rated it four stars. So there we go. I seem to like it. Sometimes I'll read a book and then I'm on this like book high. And so I'll rate a book like five stars. And then after like a week about thinking about it, I'm like, you know what? That wasn't, I don't think that was a five star book. That might be like a three star book instead. And that's what I'm thinking for What Lies Beyond the Veil after like logically thinking about it for a minute but then I'm like but the way it made me feel in the moment was so good so I think I settled on four stars so that was that the next book that I read was They Went Left by Monica Hesse this is a historical fiction uh very different from the books that I've been reading lately but I wanted to kind of change it up a bit And I got this book for my birthday, so I feel like it's been long enough that I should just get to it and get it done. Um, But this book was about a young girl. She just left. She Her um, concentration camp was just liberated. She was a Jewish girl living in a concentration camp in Poland. And she got separated from her brother. Her family is gone, but she thinks that her brother is still out there. So she goes on this long journey to go find her brother. And she ends up in Germany at this place for displaced and missing people. And she's just writing letters to different camps and stuff like that to try to find where her brother is. And I, this book was really sad. Obviously, it's sad because any book about World War II is really sad. But I, the ending, I don't know about how I felt about the ending. I felt like it was too sad. Like, I felt like it was just a little unfortunate. Like, oh... Like, there's just no hope. Basically, like, she's at this place, and this boy comes to the camp, too, and he's like, I'm looking for my sister. I'm looking for my sister. She sent me this letter, and it was her who sent that letter, and so she's like, oh, I found my brother. I found my brother, but then as the book kind of continues on, she starts to wonder if this boy really is her brother, because she hasn't seen her brother in like four years and they all look so different than what they did when they were healthy but at the beginning of the war and so and her brother has grown up he was like eight when they took them and now you know it's been like four years so she doesn't really know if this boy is her brother or not and she basically has to decide like what she's going to do about it I felt like they're this book was a little long I felt like it was a hundred pages too long and that there was stuff in the middle of the book that could have not have been in there and it would have been the story would have been just as good but yeah the ending though I was a little disappointed about it but I think that this was a good book and I rated it three and a half stars and I'm glad that I read it 
historical fiction is really good. I love it. Um, it's all it's always really sad, but I did enjoy this book. So there was that. The next book I read was Destroy Me, which is one of the novellas. This is like one and a half, um, book one and a half. You read in between books one and two. And this was a book in Warner's perspective. And Warner is like the bad guy. And he, it was like literally a hundred pages long, maybe a little less. So I definitely didn't get as much of Warner as I maybe would have hoped to, but it did give some background on his story and how his father treats him, which is very poorly and how he became so obsessed with Juliet. And he, he finds out that he and Adam are the only two people who can touch Juliet without dying. And so that's very intriguing to him as to why that is. And so but at the end of the first book, Juliet gets away with Adam and they're gone. And so he's trying to find her and trying to get her back because he's in love with her. Anyway, I feel like the relationship wasn't developed enough between those two characters to make me be like, oh, yes, go find your lost love. Because I was like, dude, get a grip. You're literally like a psychotic stranger. But I feel like as the books progress, it'll become less like that. I hope so as their relationship kind of develops more. But yeah, I have nothing much much to say about this book. So I'm going to move on. I read it at like three stars. Um, then I read the second book to What Lies Beyond the Veil, What Hunts Inside the Shadows by Harper L. Woods. And this was the second book in the series. And okay, spoilers. Okay, spoilers. Okay. So Estrella finds out that Calum was really a fae, her fae mate who has been searching for her for a hundred years because in this world you get like 13 life cycles and once you die if you have more life cycles then you get like reincarnated and you get to start again so he's been looking for her for hundreds of years through through 12 of her lifetimes and she's on her last life and Estrella basically is she feels betrayed by Caleb because he lied to her and manipulated her and he basically made her fall in love with him without knowing who he really was until it was all revealed and he's actually like a fae god instead of just like a normal fae and so now she has to like be stuck with him and he's bringing her back to the fae realm to be mated he's hoping he's like it's like he doesn't understand like why don't you just love me anyway because I'm the same person I was when she's like you literally betrayed me and lied to me and instead of running away from the fae now I'm running like now I'm supposed to just like flip a switch and be okay with you and I yeah I I liked it a little less I felt like it was a little boring because of the track I, books where they're like on horses journeying from one place to another for most of the book it's a little boring to me just because it's there's no there's a there's there's just really nothing else happening except them being on a horse together 
and them, you know, setting up tents and whatnot. There's, like, not much else going on. If you fill in other things, then it could be interesting, but that's how I felt about it. And also, I feel like fantasy books now are trying so hard to be like A Court of Thorns and Roses because it's so successful and they feel like they feel like if if they can get their books to be like that then the books will sell and I I feel like there's a lot of lack of originality in this book because of that and I also felt like the amount of like smut in this book was just very unnecessary. I don't mind things getting a little frisky. I can read it and be fine. I can skip over it. I'm fine. Like, it doesn't have to be so much. But, like, this book, I feel like, and I feel like it was forced. Like, she hated this guy, but she would still do things with him. And I just felt like maybe it was a, it was just a little too like forced it wasn't a natural thing it was more I don't know just like in there to be in there and that was it when you could take out like more than half of the scenes and it would be maybe even a better story just because there's better ways to develop a relationship there's better ways there's more creative ways to bring two lovers together um than just having them do it constantly and so I feel like that kind of brought down the the integrity of the story a little bit and I was just a little disappointed in that sense but I did enjoy the plot line and the ending did leave on a big cliffhanger and I don't know I am excited for the last book like I keep saying but yeah I think we'll see how it goes Although, I just, I can't help feeling like it's going to turn out like the Blood from Blood and Ash series, which just went so downhill so quickly, and I am, uh, I'm kind of expecting this book series to do the same, but we'll see how it goes, and I'm definitely interested in seeing how it goes. So, yeah, the next book I read was Unravel Me which is the second Shatter Me series book. And this one dealt a lot with Juliet and Adam and them trying to figure out how to, like, defeat the reestablishment. You know how any in any dystopian novel, there's, like, the, the rebel group that they become a part of. And Juliet's trying to find her, the source of her powers and, like, try to see how far she can go and she finds other people who also have different types of powers and so she's trying to learn about that like now she's not the only one with powers there's more like her and yada yada um which does remind me of the um red queen series a little bit but yeah i liked it i thought it was pretty good i gave it four stars i definitely got tired of adam at the end of it i was like okay i'm you're you're annoying now so (laughs) I'm excited to see what happens with her and Warner because I feel like I I was hashtag team Adam for most of the first book but now I'm like okay let's see how Warner will do because Adam is kind of a jerk now but we'll see how it goes the the next book I read was Fracture Me which is 
like book two and a half and this book literally was like 60 pages long so there's not much I can say it's and it's repeating a lot of what happened at the end of the second book just in Adam's perspective instead of Juliet's perspective and so I can't really I don't really have an opinion on it I thought it was okay I thought it was fine it carried on the story in his perspective and didn't really give much else to the to it the next book I read was A Thousand Heartbeats by Kira Cass. This book I really liked. I felt like it was a long book, but it still like wasn't as flushed out as I wanted it to be. There was just a lot more that it could have done to make it more to like bring it to the a deeper level. But I do really like Carrie Cass. She wrote the Selection Trilogy. I guess it's a series now. There's five books. And she also wrote The Siren. And she wrote another duology that did horribly. But this book was pretty good. I did enjoy it. I felt like it did redeem her a little a little bit. And I, I definitely felt like it was good. But this book is like a fantasy novel. I think it's a standalone about... Um, Princess Annika and she is the beloved princess of her country and her father has kind of gone cold over the years since her mother's disappearance and he is forcing her to marry this man to bring to just for political gain she has to enter this loveless marriage for political gain and she doesn't really want to marry this guy but she's kind of being forced to and so she's just feels kind of stuck like stuck in that and then miles away um there's this man lennox and he is a soldier for this uh, like not rebel group but this group of people they think that they're the rightful heirs to the throne and not like Annika's family so he's in this group of soldiers and he is leading this army he's devoted his life to it but then they they meet he goes he captures Annika brings her back to his camp and basically they fall in love and um, have to deal with you know it's kind of like the Romeo and Juliet situation where they they can't really be together but they want to be together and I definitely like I thought the end of this book was really good and it I felt like I knew where it was going to go because I was like okay you know with with books like these like there has to be a reason why um they're falling in love like oh he's the lost heir to this throne blah 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 but I definitely enjoyed it and I thought it was just like a cute little fantasy book it was like a cozy I guess it's technically not a cozy fantasy but it was it was a good book and it was like the stakes weren't that high it wasn't like gory or smutty or anything like it was a very nice like just clean wholesome fantasy love story loved it I gave it like four stars and then the next book I read five stars five stars it was so good 
I can't wait to read the second book in the series right after I finish the Sarah J. Mass world um, books, but I'm definitely excited to keep reading books by this author because I her ideas are original, and I feel like it was really good. Um, but the next one that I'm talking about is The Serpent and the Wings of Night by Carissa Broadbent. She's a new author that I discovered through watching some TikToks, and people love her books. And so I read this one. My dad bought me a new Kindle, and the the Kindle Paperwhite, 16 gigabytes. And um, so thank you, Dad. <laughs> I have been loving reading on it. I've had my Kindle for like over 10 years by this point. And it was definitely time for a new Kindle. And I was saving up for a new one. But he surprised me and bought one for me. So that's amazing. But yeah, I read this book. This was the first book I read on that Kindle. So it makes it special. But I read this one. And it's about like vamp. It's in this uh, fantasy world. But instead of fades, vampires. And every like 100 years, there's this tournament that happens where people like vampires can enter this competition and whoever wins the competition gets granted a wish by the vampire goddess and so the main character she is actually a human who was raised by the vampire king and she has been trained and she can deal with the vampires and so she wants to enter this competition not to turn her into a vampire but to be something more than a vampire so that she can like exact revenge on the people who like killed her parents and so she enters this competition and there's trials that they have to do they have to live in this like mansion all of the vampires who are in this um they have to live in this mansion and they they're like not supposed to kill e- kill each other outside of the vampire trials but you know if there's no choice then it's okay and so yeah she goes and she's just trying to be by her lonesome she does not trust vampires for obvious reasons and she ends up having to ally with two vampires um and so she allies with them and she falls in she starts to have feelings for the the guy that she has allied with and but she creates this friendship with them and they help each other through the trials until the very end when you know you have to turn on each other and kill your allies kill whoever you need to to win and so yeah at the book the ending i was like what I wasn't, I truly was not expecting that to happen at the end. Again, another betrayal. Loved it. I love a good betrayal. Um, I just thought it was so good. And I'm very excited to read the next one because I think it's going to be so good. It's not out yet. It comes out in April. So we have some time that I, to kill before then. But yeah, I definitely really enjoyed it. And I gave it five stars. It was great. 
Um, okay, the next two books I'm going to go over really quickly because I've talked about them for so long. But I read Throne of Glass and The Assassin's Blade. And I just, I love the series. It's so good. Um, there's Selena Sardothian, who is an assassin. She has been in the in this prison camp after being captured, betrayed and captured. And she has an opportunity to have to gain her freedom and become the king's champion, the king's personal assassin. But she has to beat all of these other thieves and soldiers and assassins in order to do that, to prove herself worthy. And so she's picked by the prince. Prince Dorian picks her and she gets to go live in the castle and win a chance at becoming free. And so that's kind of where the first book starts out with. And there's a ton of magic involved. Well, like magic is forbidden, but there's like some other darker magic going on that she has to kind of defeat and find out what's going on and whatever and then she befriends like this princess from another country and she just learns about things that she doesn't really want to know about anymore and she has this whole hidden past that she doesn't really want anything to do with anymore no one knows her past and who she truly is and yeah but the character development throughout this whole book series is just like so amazing and there's a reason why these books are so popular so you should definitely read Throne of Glass and um talk to me about that so yeah okay those are all the books I read this month it was like 14 books or something like that it was very very big reading month and I'm very glad to have read all of them uh but yeah I'm excited for March. Let's see how many I can read then. I don't know what this says about me, like, reading so many, many books. Because maybe, you know, I just haven't been very busy this month. It's been a very chill month. And so that's all I'm going to say that that is and not anything else. But, yeah, that is it for today's episode. I've been talking for almost an hour and I am... Um, my I'm done talking. So thank you all for listening to this episode. Thank you for coming to my library and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.